When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to No Chill with Gilbert Arenas. We're at the Blue Wire Studios at the Win in Vegas, NBA Summer League, and we are joined by a very, very special guest, assistant coach for the Los Angeles Lakers, well known for his amazing player development skills, worked with some of the biggest names in the game, Phil Handy. We appreciate you pulling up. Oh, man, it's a pleasure to be here, man. appreciate you guys having me. I'm, 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 I'm kind of hateful of the new school in the sense that in the, in the scissors, I had to rebound my own goddamn shots, bro. I, like I'm in a, I'm in 2000s. We didn't. Harvey Grant was my uh, player assistant coach. We didn't have that, bro. I'm with you, Gil. We didn't have it. Now look, it's a, it's a two-sided street, right? Mm-hmm. I think, as a player development coach, you can you can see where the the need is, mm-hmm. but it's also we didn't have that when we were coming up. Mm-hmm. Coaches were coaches. Yeah. But skill development, that was that wasn't that I don't even think that was a term it back was, then. It was how did how did it happen? Like in the me, because it was like when people were like, yo, who's the skill development? I was like, <laughs> I didn't have one. Like I had a rebounder, you yeah, know, you, you know, Tim, Con- Tim Conley was my rebound, not even assistant coach. Well, he was the film who, coordinator. Who was kind of like the guru? Gerg. Like Tim Gergovich, right? He was like Tim. Tim, Ger- you remember Tim Gerg, right? When he was at UNLV. Yeah, Tim Gerg. So Gerg was, he was kind of that guy. Mm-hmm. You know, he was he was the workout guy. You know, if you wanted to get in shape or you wanted to something, Gerg was that guy. So mm-hmm. for the longest time, he was in the industry. There's guys like a guy named Gus Armstead. Mm-hmm. You know, go way way back, in that part of the industry, skill development. There, that wasn't it. It was just guys. Workout guys. Workout guys in the, right? summer, so in the summer. I think I got into this injury industry in 1999. And back then, there was no yeah. skill development. I was just like, okay, there's no industry. I knew I wanted to work players out. I wanted to help young athletes mm-hmm. become better at the game of basketball. But there was no basketball training industry. Mm-hmm. Right. There, was, there wasn't one. You know, Gaddon Baker at the time was a, was a name that I kept hearing. You mm-hmm. know, he was across the country. But aside from... Gerg, aside from a guy named Gus Armstead, there weren't too many people in the industry back then. And you look at what what has transpired over the years, you know, again, I started this in 1999 and really made it a bona fide business for myself. Mm -hmm. There was no blueprint. I didn't have anybody to say, hey, do it this way. I just knew I wanted to train athletes. Mm -hmm. And so I just kind of figured out what's the best way to go about doing it. Um, how can I impact young athletes? And that just kind of morphed into, into other stuff. Mm-hmm. Pro athletes, NBA athletes, European athletes, um, international teams. But the industry now, man, is... How did you get into the team itself? Because, you know, like, we, you know, 
the training outside, you know, in the summer, everyone, you know, working out with the same trainers. But how did you, how did you convince a team? Well, I wasn't trying to convince teams. Mm-hmm. You know, t- it was the play. I'm going to sit here and tell you flat out, I had no desire to be a coach. That was not part of my, part of my plan mm-hmm. to be a coach in the NBA, so to speak. I just knew I wanted to try to impact the game of basketball on a, on a global scale in terms of helping athletes become elite with their skill. That was my motivation. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after doing this for 10 plus years, you know, my reputation and my name just kind of grew in the industry. And, you know, I'm from Oakland. Golden mm-hmm. State Warriors had potentially offered me a job. Mike Brown had offered me an opportunity when he was in Cleveland the first time. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't really interested. You know, I, I had a very prosperous business. I was running, work <laughs> when I want, work when I don't want to mm-hmm. want. And so it kind of really become a thing that I was just very comfortable in that space. And in 2011, Mike Brown got hired by the, by the Lakers. You know, my motivation in the industry was, you know, I wanted to be able to train with some of the best players mm-hmm. ever. And so when Mike got that job and the opportunity became for me to, to work with the Lakers, the only thing that really sold me on it was to have the opportunity to stand next to Kobe. Mm. That was it. I wasn't interested in being a coach. I wasn't interested <laughs> in, in necessarily coaching in the NBA. I wanted the opportunity to see if my skill set as a trainer was, was good enough to impact a guy like Kobe. That was my motivation. And that was the only reason why I took the job. Wow. And that was 12 years ago. Had you worked with Kobe at all before that? Never met that dude. So what was it like meeting Kobe for the first time as a Lakers player development coach and just kind of <laughs> how did how did y'all break through and when did y'all actually start putting in work together? You know, man, we that year that 2011 it was a lockout. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a shortened season. So when they when they hired me, the lockout ended. Mike Brown called me the day the lockout ended to say, I need you in LA tomorrow. Uh, so I had to shut my business down. I left, moved to LA, and we started training camp. And I remember, you know, I, I would come in early every morning. And this was my first opportunity to work in a team environment. And I didn't really know what I was doing mm-hmm. in that sense. Mike just said, figure it out. So I would get there early. Whoever mm-hmm. was on the court, I would work with them. I would stay after practice. Whoever wanted to work, I would work with them. And I remember I would get in and get on the court early. And Cole would, by then, he'd have his work done. You know, he'd come in early. Mm-hmm. He's in at 6 o'clock, 5 o'clock in the morning. He'd have his work done, be in the weight room, sitting in the back, go to sleep. The first few days, he would come out of the training room and he'd stick his head out and he would just watch what I was doing. He'd sit there for like two or three minutes Mm -hmm. and then he'd go back in the training room. He did that for about four or five days. Um, And then like a week later, he finally texted me and said, hey, meet me at the gym. You know, meet me, I've told this story countless times, (laughs) meet me at the gym at five. You know, five, I think it was like 5.45 or something like that. So I was like, okay, bet. I went to the gym that night. Mm-hmm. Showed up, got there at like 4.30, thinking, you know, it was that night. I waited for that dude. 5.30 rolled around, <laughs> didn't show up. 6 o'clock rolled around, he didn't show up. So I was like, okay, 6.30, I'm going home. I came in the next morning, my normal time, showed up work around 7 a.m. Man, that dude came out of the training room like, Yo, mofo, you know, cussing at me, F-bombs. Where was you at? And I was like, bro, I was here. You know, you told me 545. You know, he was like, man, I meant 545 this morning. <laughs> I showed up the night before. <laughs> and so I was just like, okay. <laughs> you know, it kind of just took me back. And then he was like, look, be here tomorrow. 
And that's how our relationship started. Mm -hmm. You know, I think he really just looked at what's my body of work? Do I understand the game? You know, how am I working with guys? How am I communicating with guys? What's my work ethic? Mm -hmm. That was for him. That's how it started. Yeah, again, I, I didn't know Cope. I had to figure out a way to build a relationship with him. And it was purely through the work. Okay. Mm -hmm. He respected my work ethic in terms of just watching me work with other, other guys on the team before and after practice. He saw that I was, you know, committed to just being on the floor with guys mm -hmm. and doing whatever I can to help guys get better. And that's how our relationship started. And, you know, the very first workout I ever had with him was my question to him was, well, look, how can I help you? You know, this is here he is, a polarizing basketball player. What can I do to help you continue advancing yourself in this game? Mm -hmm. And he told it. He said, look, I want to get better with my ball hand. I want to get better, continue getting better with my footwork. I want to work on all these areas. He was always just trying to expand. And so he would come in and say, hey, look, today, this is what I want to do. I want to do some ball hand. I would do it. And so I would just fall right in line with it and try to help him in, in many different areas as I could. But the biggest thing for me was, man, I learned far more from him than I think that I taught him mm -hmm. or anything showed him. I learned so much more from him in terms of just mentality, uh, work ethic, you know, how he worked. Mm -hmm. Man, it was, it, was, uh, it was an awesome experience for me because it was just, it was educational. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Yeah, I tell trainers that's coming up, I said, you know, no matter what you think you know, <laughs> until you get the right mindset around you to teach you mm. the thought process, because, you know, no matter how much you train, there's a thought process behind it. Right. There's a there's a there's a sickness. <laughs> there's a sickness when it comes to getting better. You know what I mean? There's I mean, a Gil, sickness. Were, that's how you were. But but I, I learned. Like I, I had my I have my work ethic, right? But my first introduction was Chris Mullen. Like that's not how you work. This is how you work. Like, all right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Then he was like, yo, you know, Kobe works out at this time. You know, go to the gym. All right, I took a cab, boom. Now I'm just watching. Like, just watching. Games he didn't even play. Just out there, two, three hours, just right. going. I'm like, and just listening to him yell at the trainer. That's not how. <laughs> like, I remember he did a pump fake. You know how. You're the, you, you, you're the coach, right? You don't, you're not trying to hurt the guy. Right, no so question. he come, one, two, pull up, pump fake. You know, you got, you jump, right. and then he shoots right. right over you. He get mad and he made it. That's not how. <laughs> That's not how I'm gonna be guarded. Oh, oh bro, man. That's not how they guard me. You know, is that I got guys who are trying to knock my head off. I need some contact. Right. And I'm like, if you can't do off the court. Bro. And I'm sitting here like. That's how it was. He is he is like training like this is a real battle. Man. And that just watching it. Bro, and I was like, I'm training wrong. Yeah, I need to train like I'm playing. I need to make it work. I need to over-exaggerate. Right? Getting your habits intact. Your habits. And, that, and that's what changed. Just, just that interaction he had, that's now how I'm going to be guarded. He's not going to guard me like that. Right. 
Rajah Bell, he's going to close line. He's going right. to do it. He's going to play this. He's gonna... So why, why are you training me like this? And I'm sitting here like. Yeah, he was a different mind, man. Like, he's, he's working out. Like, he, he's training every day. Like, Rajah Bell is guarding him every single day. It was a different mind. And man. that's just. His approach was totally different. And, it, again, it taught me so much about uh, just finer details. Mm -hmm. You know, I've, I've always been a, a guy that kind of tried to focus on details. But his, his level of detail was just in another stratosphere. Mm -hmm. You know, just how he would stay in one spot for 45 minutes. Mm -hmm. Now, as a player, you know, how hard is that? That is. Mentally and yeah. physically, how hard is that to stay in one spot and just rep the same rep out for 45 minutes mm -hmm. until you what? Until you master it. Master it. And I used to act, you know, I, I didn't understand that when I first started working with him. You know, we would do certain things, do some ball handling stuff, and then he'd be like, I'm going to stay in this spot for the next 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. And he would do the same move over. And, and at the time, I didn't really understand it. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, Cole, what, tell me, walk me through this. You know, what's your, what's your thought process of, and he said, man, I wanted that. I wanted it to feel like my skin. I wanted it to feel like fabric on my skin. So if I get to this spot on the floor at any point in the game, doesn't matter if it's one defender, two defenders, three defenders, I can shoot with my eyes closed. Mm -hmm. That type of mentality, right, of just feeling completely comfortable. I had never trained like that <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. As, a, as a trainer. And so, again, it just, it really opened my eyes up into, Different ways of how to be meticulous about your training, and and that's what and that was the same thing I got from him. Yeah, you know, and and that's why I said, you know, I'm, I trained and I'm training, but watching how he trained changed the way I came into training. Mm -hmm. So everything became volume. Yeah, you know, it wasn't about hours anymore. Right. You know, it wasn't about, you know, oh, I was practicing for two hours, three hours. No, it was about volume, doing the same thing over and over until my hands are cut. <laughs> like, I'm bleeding, like, tape. Like, I, I'm shooting with my son. I got scars on it because I'm going to shoot until my hands are bleeding. You know, same move, pump fake, jab, shot. Pump fake, and I'm going to shoot 400, 500 of those. And I remember when I did the drill, when, when and I did a 70, was it, I was doing like 100,000 makes. I remember that. That was the because of it. Like, I'm training my arm. And people thought you were insane. And people, it's just, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, like, what would Kobe be doing right now? Uh, he's going to be doing, like, 100,000. So I need, to, I need to go ahead and let him know I'm in here doing 100,000. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's, and that's how it is. But, you know, everybody doesn't really get it. No question. You know, they get tired. Oh, this hurts. And I'm like, it hurts because, like, I can shoot the same way from shot one to shot 1,000 now. No question. Like I don't, my arm don't get fatigued oh, because not, I've been doing the same thing over and over. It's not and over meant and over. to be easy, man. Huh? It's not, There's it's levels, not, right? It's, yeah, I mean, right? That separation, people don't understand that separation. You know, you talk about there's elite, and then there's another whole. There's a whole another level. <laughs> there's a gap, and people understand. Well, why? What 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 separates them, man? Listen, I've learned what is what separates Braun. You know, what separates guys like Kobe, Braun, the Kawhis, the KDs, or whatever mm -hmm. in the world, it's the work that they put in. How meticulous they are with that work, relentless with that work, and there is a true gap. There, there is. There is a true gap. You know, I'm, I talk to people about that all the time. Yeah, there's elite, but then there's, there's another level of elite yep. in our league of what players look like. And, and what's so funny is the media tries to shorten it. They do. They try to shorten this gap like it's this, like, oh, he's the best player in the league. 
Not even close. Just stop. Just stop. It just stop. This gap is so big, but you're trying to always replace the next person by putting it back. Like his work, I can look at his game and say, he doesn't understand basketball yet. He plays the sport. He won a championship. Cool. He doesn't really understand how to be great, how to be better, how to train his body. Like, you know, I'm looking at the stats. Oh, playing 32 minutes, 34 minutes, 30. You, I'm sorry, but to be here, you have to train your body to at least 38 minutes and above. Mm. Like LeBron played 37 minutes at 37. <laughs> that's, that's a whole different, like, just, that's a whole different. Iverson was playing 43 minutes. 43 minutes, like, you, there's, there's a real, like, like, if, if I told you, if I told Alan Iverson, yeah, you're going to play 32 minutes tonight, wait a minute, cuss you out. Oh, yeah, that's a fight. It's <laughs> a fight. That's a fight, bro. Like, man, he's sitting there like, yo, I tried, I trained my body way better. It's a, a fight. 32 minutes. 32 minutes. Like, come on, man, I'm not even breaking a sweat. That's a fight right there, dog. And you got, you got superstars in today's game, like 32 minutes. I'm like, playoff game, playoff. When I went into playoff games, I'm already prepared to never be subbed out. Mm. Well, that's what you're building for, right? Yeah, like I'm, I, I trained and did my conditioning during the season to get ready to play. I got okay, to play against Braun. Okay, I, I know he he's going to do this. So the first six minutes of what he's doing really is, you know, he's he's gauging. You know, he's gauging, so I got I to gotta really attack, try right. to get a little lead before right. he decides to kick it on. Right. You know, this this little, and then when he takes his league, it's, it's just a whole. Hey, man, it's mental warfare. Straight up. People don't understand, like, the playoffs mm -hmm. of, of what's the difference between regular season and going into the playoffs. There's there's some players, Gil, you know, there's some players that are really good in the, in the regular Great season, season. Mm -hmm. right? They get in that playoffs, and to win and, and to, to be elite, you have to have another switch. Mm -hmm. I'll tell this story, man, bro. I don't, even, I don't even know if I told this story to Bron. My first, Bron's first year back to Cleveland, when he came back, mm -hmm. you know, I was, I think, 2014. Yep. You know, that was my second year coaching in Cleveland. So I, I didn't know Bron. He came back to Cleveland, and we went through the regular season. And I remember as a coach, I was like, man, this dude don't play hard all the time. Mm -hmm. I was saying that to myself. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this was like the year 14 for Bron, something like that. We went through the regular season. And I eventually told him, you know, later, I was just like, nah, that's not it. This is what I was saying to myself. <laughs> the playoffs started. So I had never been around Braun in the playoffs. The playoffs started, man, that zero dark 23 <laughs> shit that he got there. Gil, no, no, this is a true story for me. Bro, after game three in the playoffs, I went to him and apologized. I was like, I was like bro, I, I, I got I to apologize to you, man, because I was just like, I was clowning you during the regular season uh -huh. because, and he was like, PH, and he said, I've been in the league for a long time, man. This is how I wrap myself up. I have to go through the regular season and make sure when the playoffs hit, I'm optimal. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm ready to go at the apex. Bro, that, that level, that gear that he went through, mm -hmm. I was just, I was blown away. You know, some, how many players have that gear, yeah, Gil? Yeah, yeah. It's not, it's not very, it's, it's not, very not, few. It's not, it's, I was blown away by it, dog. I went on Instagram. I went on Instagram. <laughs> uh, I think Kevin Love just went out. And I said, basketball fans, 
I want you to really think about what I'm saying and understand it. You better, when you're watching this LeBron that's about to come out now, this will be the last time and the first time you ever see him in this element. I said, LeBron, we've known, cruises for the most part. That's how great he is. What we've seen him do, that's at a cruise level. Right, right. I said, that's, that's a cruise, LeBron. That's not, that's not, <laughs> like, I, I said, I'm sorry. Like, I don't, I don't want, I was like, I don't want it to be disrespectful to LeBron by saying he coasts and he doesn't go fully hard because, you know, he's trying to make it to the end because he's going to be in championship name every year. What y'all seen from LeBron is not LeBron. That is like, that's, this is about 52%. I said, he doesn't have no one right now. This LeBron, you better enjoy it. I said, you better enjoy this because this is LeBron that has to. He don't have nobody with him anymore. He has to try to elevate this team. So y'all enjoyed it. What did, what did he average? What, 30, 36, 39, 13, and 9? And I was like, I said, you would never see that LeBron again because He's not at that point where, you know, when Kobe had that year with him. I said, LeBron is probably the only player, the only superstar that never had that year. That, that he never had that year where he says, eh, forget, forget everybody, I, I'm trying to get my stats. Because right. I said, if he ever did that, who, who's stopping him? Right. That man would average 40-something. Right. But I said, he's never had, like, what Kobe had that year when he got rid of Shaq, James Harden in his year. I said, Kobe's never, I mean, uh, look, LeBron's never actually had that. When LeBron stepped in, it was all about trying to win the championship. Mm -hmm. Every year, trying to win the championship. So he's built, he's been building the teams to try to win championships. So he's never actually had a selfish year where he says, I don't need anybody. I want to show the world what I can do. And I said, that is, it. That is insane to me. Because <laughs> you got to remember, I played him three years straight. So I studied. I studied everything about him. Like, I'm like, you know, from when I went, went to his house and I seen, you know, he got the TV, him and his him and him and his wife now, they're sitting there watching every game. Everybody thought, like, oh, you're lying. Like, no, that man was a machine. This is rookie year, and he did that. Yeah. So I can imagine what he has now. And he's just watching all these games, watching everything going, processing it all, taking notes. And I'm like, this is who I got. This is who we playing against? <laughs> oh, bro. Like, so now I'm trying to get in his head and just watching. And I I remember I was telling Eddie, I was like, they weren't a better team than us. We got outsmarted by that man. I said, he, we got all smarted. He understood, and he understood, and I, and I caught it. I caught it late, yeah. but I caught it. Yeah. You know, first six minutes, and then he'll give that look to Brown. <laughs> and they know how you look at you. I said, like, I'm, I'm on the bench, because this is my second year, and I'm on the bench, and he give that look to him. And then you see him, they suck. El Gausses is out. Eddie Jordan subs. Brennan's out. Brennan's out. And then he attack, 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 attack. And I'm sitting here, that's... And then I went back to all the tapes and realized he has sub Elgowskis out knowing that we will sub our big. He's the biggest on the court now. <laughs> Every game winner you've seen him, there's no center. And I was like, yo, how did he figure that out? Coach, thank you so much, man. It's been another episode of No Chill with Gilbert Arenas. We'll be back with more very soon.